Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. It can be a stressful experience to get behind the wheel of a car, but probably even more daunting if you're a bit older and you are learning to drive. Driving is an important skill, can be important, obviously, for someone's professional or personal life. Uh, So it is important that people have the opportunity to learn regardless of their age. And to join me to talk about this now, we have our own Nigel Dugdale of Life 95. Good morning to you, Nigel. Good morning, Joe. And we also have a dare-based driving instructor and a good friend of the show, James Dillon. Good morning, James. Morning, Joe. So, Nigel, is it true that you <laughs> learned to drive a little bit later in life than yeah, others? I mean, I'd never needed to. Um, I, I went to Dublin after my leaving cert, lived in the city centre of Dublin for years, so wouldn't have needed a car. Um, obviously, public transport a little bit better up there than maybe down this side of the country. Then I moved to London, and then I was on a cruise ship, and then I came back to Limerick, and for probably the first five or six years, maybe more, um, seven or eight years of being back in Limerick, I didn't use a car. I lived in in town, um, didn't need one. And then I started to realise, look, A, it's a skill that you need to have. You can't go through life without having it on uh, the facility. And uh, I went and got my licence, but I was probably 39, 40 years of age before I even sat behind the wheel of a car, ever. Um, ever? Ever. Wow. I didn't do it when I was when I was younger and I never needed to. Can you remember the first time you did that then? Yeah, I mean, obviously out where my mum is, you know, we had the car and I was able to get in behind the wheel of it and she was start, I was starting to get lessons and I knew people. And this was before as well, this stuff of, I think you needed, I think now, I was just before that thing came in where you needed 12 lessons. Oh, and you, right, yeah. you know, but I had to go through the theory test. That was more stressful, I found, because it felt like an examination. Mm-hmm. And they did, you always got this curveball question being thrown in. And I think maybe as you get a little bit older, you start second guessing yourself. Things that, you know, now, now that I drive, I realise how natural driving can be and how it's not rocket science really you do need to be careful but um in learning i probably did start to second guess and i went through a couple of scenarios i remember i was about to get my first test and the night before i was burgled and being in being burgled my wallet was taken and uh, driving license was taken uh, my sex so i had to cancel that test the second test brought in i decided to use my mum's car and found out that the nct was a day out of date so they wouldn't let me do that so i ended up having i must have spent about 300 quid just to get the test itself did i fail um no I passed it. On you passed, passed it. My, if, 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 you, if you ignore the four attempts where I was being burgled or I was using wrong NCTs and things like that, I did have four attempts but, to do the test. Um, but when but, you did, but when the I did test. do it, I passed it well, just about. Um, you know, there were little things that I was. Um, but yeah, I mean, and, and do you think it was to your advantage or your disadvantage that you were doing it a bit later in life? I, I would have preferred to have done the business end much earlier. You know, um, because it does, and there is a, a, extra stress with it. You know, had I had I had it, look, I put it like this: I, I've in an outside life been an advocate for not having cars and maybe using, you know, using public transport and better public transport. There are things called go cars. By having your license, there's they're popped around the city, and a lot of people still don't know them. You join an app, you pay, uh, you don't pay any money, by the way, and you get this thing on your phone. And if you want to use a car, 
You go on the app, it tells you where the nearest car to you is. You go and you tap your phone off the car, it opens it, the keys are in a glove box, and off you pop and you get charged a minimal amount, do you know? So if you are a city dweller or somebody who doesn't want to own a car and have to pay all the tax and insurance, you can still have access to a car and that means I can go and take my dog up a hill if I want to or go down to Craig and Own or head down to the beach. And is and that what you do? You use the go-kart? No, I have a car uh, now. Have now yeah. And I only have a car now. It's a working... It's, it's for work. I tried to get a cheaper car and a car that was less on tax and insurance. I mean, part of me would love not to have one. And be, I weighed it up. You could probably, between renting cars and using go-karts and not owning a car, you could probably still save money and have access could to a car you? all the time. Well, I mean, I'm living in town. I could, by using one of my Coke bikes, be down to here in five minutes every day. Yeah. Sometimes I drive and I park over in Cleves purely to have a car nearby if I need to go and do some stuff at work. But we have vans here that we are. We have Jeeps, you know. So there is ways of not having a car. But in answer to your question... Had I done that at 21, I might have trained myself into not owning a car, but learning how you can have cars at the beck and call of yourself without having to worry about tax insurance and, by the way, maintenance of a car, which can be quite expensive. Yeah, that's very interesting. So we're talking to our own Nigel Dugdale about learning to drive a bit later in life. And as I mentioned, driving instructor James Dillon, based in Adair, is with us as well. James, would you have many people coming to you a bit later in life to learn to drive or is it almost invariably younger people, teenagers, early 20s? Well, good morning anyway, Joe. Good How morning. are you? Good. Um, generally, the, the the majority of of the age that are coming to learn how to drive would be the younger younger age, um, from 17 uh, up, I suppose, to mid-20s. That would be the, the, the biggest amount of people who would come for to typically do their lessons from an age perspective. Um, and certainly down through the years of doing driving lessons for the last 25 years, I have had people in their 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, and even a couple of ladies in their 70s have learned how to drive based on the, their circumstances where they have been dependent on the, the husband, where... The, the husband has taken them uh, everywhere because that's the way it used to be. The husband was in the driver's seat and the, the woman was in the passenger seat. And then the husband passes away and they're left in with a family car and um, children have all grown up and moved on. And, you know, they feel like I have no independence anymore. I can't go to my local shop. I can't go to mass. Um, I can't do the simple things in life and I don't want to rely on my on my uh, mature children now anymore. So they've gone to the point where they've learned how to drive. And for me, um, it's been an, ex- an epic experience in, in teaching these people how to drive. And they're wonderful. But you have to, to understand that at that stage in life, you know, it's, it's, it's a massive pressure. It's a massive pressure. It's a massive undertaking to learn how to drive at a mature age. Right, and, um, and, and let's talk maybe about someone you know, Nigel's age, late thirties, early forties. What's the big difference there that you note when you're teaching someone at that age compared to someone in their late teens? Um, sheer confidence, because as Nigel said, second guessing. Young people at the age of seventeen, eighteen, that type of age, they don't second guess themselves. If you tell them what to do, they just do it. Um, they don't think, they don't overthink, they don't overanalyze. They, because I suppose life experience, they don't have it. 
at that age where somebody like in Nigel's situation and his age, they have that life experience. They, they, they know what people are like um, and they, they second guess what everybody might think of them or what they're imposing on others. You know, it's just second guessing. But it's, it's, uh, it's far more difficult as you progress in life to learn how to drive based on just just the, 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 the ordeal of the, of the whole thing. And I don't believe for a second that the theory test is in any way, and I spoke about this to you before, I don't believe that the theory test is any benefit to any age. It's as simple as that. It's just, it's just not. I mean, what we should be doing in this country is we should be introducing driving, um, uh, like, rules of the road, road signs, simple stuff, at, at a very young age, in, in first year, or even, even in sixth class, towards the end of sixth class. Now, one of the things that uh, James might touch on this, I mean, the one thing that frightened me at 38, 39 learning was mm. the sheer... Um, the responsibility of having a car that could go so fast and that was a piece of metal and when you're inside it and you realise, oh God, I'm doing 40 kilometres an hour. It, you know, when you've only walked in your life or maybe been a passenger, being in control of one of these, you realise, wow. But what really worries me now is this sense of social media use. I've seen people who can't, if, if their phones even beep, they jump at it to see what the message is. And I know myself in my car, if, if the pedestrian comes across me down in Clancy Strand at a dangerous junction, if I'm not totally on it, I can kill a human being or knock a dog down, you know. And I worry that this thing of social media use and this need when your phone beeps, that that's the new breed that we're bringing up, people who cannot leave their phone to the mm. side. Now, you mentioned you were just before the mandatory 12 lessons mm. required, but did you get some professional Oh, lessons? God, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I had to, um, you know, do all my lessons and all of that. You know, the test, but, but I was thinking that when I went in for the test, I think the, the difference is these testing people sit in the car beside you and they kind of grunt and they have this thing. Uh, not and, all. Well, well, not right. all. I mean, well, I had to tell you, I swear to God, I, sw I sweated and I must have lost about a stone and a half in the 15 minutes I was in that but, car. But you see, I think some of that is how we perceive it because I mean like I had fierce problems passing my yeah. test as yeah. well do you know what I mean and and it was I often thought it, and I wondered I, when I think back I think well look they were probably fine you know it was just me going oh my god here comes the but tester it, it's even you know if you go through a joint you think you've done something right and you see him sort of move his shoulder to the left and you can see him making a note of something and immediately then you start to doubt yourself yeah, and you start 10 to, out of 10 maybe uh, well I, yeah but I ended up I swear it was the worst experience but again I think James as James did say as you was get the hardest older, thing for you was it, was it the three point turns or the reversing around corners or, or what? Probably reversing around corners. I think um, I was very good at centering and all of that, but I think there's, there's so much to be... It, it was to do with the fact that you're as you're getting older, you start to be aware of more mature things and it's exactly, it's that responsibility on the road and wanting to do well and not wanting to fail and it's much more heightened when you're an adult and you actually possibly five years older than the fella beside you judging you. You know, um, that's where it becomes yeah. a little bit more... And there's, a, there's an embarrassment as well to feeling that, why have I left it so late? You know, I had my reasons and... It, yeah. um, wait, 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 James, what do you make of that? Look, I, I, I think everything that Nigel is saying is, is, is spot on. Um, there is a culture... Um, with a certain age group that, um, that the phones are, are a big part of their life. In fact, the only part of their life for, for a lot of people. Um, and it's, it's just the 
a, a culture, you know. But the other thing that Nigel was talking about there was the idea of, uh, you know, doing the test and, you know, uh, talking about the testers. And it's like it's like every other um, person that you come across. Like, testers, um, some of them are fantastic. They are very um, equipped with... Um, you know they're they're very concerned towards you, knowing that you're doing a test, sitting beside them, and and they will talk to you. And as Nigel said, yes, there are testers there, and they're just not so nice. Mm. And I think what we have to look at, and and I know that the RSA have addressed this in some capacity down through the years with different trials and stuff like that, in terms of how a tester should should treat you. Um, I think that's definitely it, it's it's an ongoing issue, but I, I want to say something in terms of um, age and doing the test. Why don't we flip it around? And if I said to you, Joe, let's take a hundred people who have been driving for twenty years, and they've had twenty years experience in driving, and they should have good car control at this stage. But yet, if you said to those hundred people who have licences for the last, full licences for the last 20 years, I would honestly say most of them would probably, if they had to go back and do the test, they'd probably fail it. Well, you've, you've said it yourself, Joe. Well, it's funny, because yeah, some, someone, some smart aleck now here um, has been in touch to say, <laughs> tell Nigel test, Joe, how many times, Joe, did the driving test before he passed his yeah. smiley face think? emoji? <laughs> well, I, I haven't lied about that. I mean, I, it, I, well, took, I was my third test before I passed it. And yes, yeah. I, like you, it would be a nightmare, I think, James, uh, for yeah. a lot of people, maybe myself included, if we were told that on a compulsory basis you had to renew the test every 10 well, years. And, you know, that actually, it, it, it doesn't make sense to think that if you had, if you've now 20 years experience or, or approximately that amount, whatever, 15, 20, to think that if you went back uh, to do a test, that the test is so rigid in its methods and testers are, they have a, a procedure to follow and it's like a computer program if you do this, this, and this, you pass. Mm. But you may not be the best person to control a car. I've said it to you before. But doesn't that apply to everything? Doesn't that apply to the leaving cert? Sure, it's, you know, I agree. the leaving cert I remains absolutely. a lot of regurgitating in a particular um, way. Yeah. And, you know, and, and, and I suppose that's, that's maybe the way it has to be to some extent, because obviously any test has a uniform element to it, doesn't it, uh, Nigel? Yeah, and I mean... Look, you know, when we were mentioning earlier on about the, the theory test and whether or mm. not that should be changed, I mean, I'd love to see a, a new thing brought in whereby maybe, and it's a simulator experience, whereby anybody doing the test at a young age is given a simulator test using that concept of the phones and distractions and, you know, listening to music and twitching buttons and touching screens, that if, you know, if you were able to be given a simulator test that actually showed you how quick a baby can come out of a junction or how how quick a, a yeah. cow can stick his head over a ditch on a yeah. country road and you're going at 100 kilometres an hour looking at your phone or changing your Spotify track, that might be much more... That might put the heart up a couple of young people to realise, you know what, put your yeah. phone away. Yeah, in the UK... In the UK, they actually have, um, you do a theory test, but you want to do a perception test, hazard perception test. Yes. So if if you're watching the screen, for example, and if you keep pressing the hazard perception button, 
then you're only pressing it too many times, which means you're 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 randomly pressing the button and you over perceive, and that's a fail. If you own, if you press it incorrectly at the wrong time, it, you fail. So it's like the screen is showing you um, scenarios, real life scenarios. Press the button when you perceive that there's a danger ahead. And but see, I think but, that's brilliant, James. Yes, I really, I, I, I think that may be one of the most important parts, and it's probably what we're missing most here. Yeah, I agree. I mean, we 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 in Ireland have had the same process to acquiring a full driver's license for as long as I've since since like forever, mm. and it hasn't changed. The only thing they've changed is. Uh, since 2011, uh, 2000, I think approximately 2011, you have to do the, the theory test type of thing, right? Um, whereas before, before the, that, and the theory test was like, oh yeah, we're going to do a theory test and it's going to to get people's knowledge of the rules of the, of the road and the road signs yeah. and we're going to be inc- improve everybody. It doesn't, it doesn't work. Everyone knows it doesn't work. I mean, I have people who just passed the theory test straight away. Once they get their license, they come to me. And we go for a little drive, and randomly on yeah. my driving lessons, I talk to people, what does that sign mean? What does that sign mean? Uh, it is, I don't know. Yeah, and, I don't know. It's, and I think one of the hardest things, I mean, as you get a bit older, you know, you, you, you don't worry about what people behind you are doing as much as you did in the sense that I, I was coming in, I don't know, some road or other in Limerick in the last week, and some fella came right up behind me. You know, just it was a bullying tactic, basically. I, I I was driving at the speed limit. He didn't feel the speed limit was appropriate. Uh, that was his perception of the situation. So he was just right. I, and, and, like, it's a real worry because if you hit the brake, because you have to, he's straight in the back of me. I mean, there's no question. There's no way this guy could have stopped. He was right up against, and we were maybe doing 60 was the limit, maybe. So your man obviously felt that 80 or 90 or 100, 120 or maybe 260,000 miles an hour should have been appropriate. And he just was. And if you are not an experienced driver, you're not long in the tooth, you worry about that. And it forces you maybe to speed up or you pull in at the wrong moment because you better let this bully pass. But I didn't care. I just stayed there. And he was getting madder and madder and redder and redder. Yeah. No, the, the worry you do have in that situation is you stop at a junction, man gets out, and then you're in right trouble. Yeah. Mr. Road I, Rage. I, I feel that as the years have progressed, um, I feel that more of my time on, light, on driving lessons is talking to the uh, my client that, that's learning how to drive about their attitude towards the person who's bullying from behind and it shouldn't be the case. I mean, you're in a you're in a learner car. It's high profile car. It's very obvious to everybody that you're learning how to drive. But some people they just don't care. So I spend a lot of my time explaining to people: you've got to keep yourself calm. Don't worry so much. Be aware of the person behind you. Try to focus on the ability you have to control your car. Um, and, and can, can I ask if there's an unfortunate incident and you have to hit your brakes, James, and the guy yeah. is right up against you, bang into the back, and whatever damage is done or whatever. Yeah. I mean, presumably when the guardie come along, you know, yeah. the, the 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 forensics are such it'll prove that the individual behind you was driving irresponsibly. Presumably, yeah. Um, so 
as, as, as correct driving practice, we should always remain a certain distance behind the vehicle in front of us so that in the event that the car in front of us breaks suddenly, we should always be in the position to be able to stop in time. Now, for those people who are behind uh, learner drivers or whatever, and if you feel you have to brake for an unexpected situation in front and, and you're hit from behind, well, the person who hits you from behind is always at Right. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, listen, thank you both very much. I mean, we could talk about it all day. There's all sorts of different perceptions around it. But I suppose just consider that, that you you never know the age or background or whatever who might be learning to, to drive and maybe just a little bit more courtesy might help us all and be a lot safer too. Well, thank you to our own Nigel Dugdale for telling us about his own experience and a dare-based driving instructor, James Dillon. Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95.